Hello, and welcome to the Grassroots Podcast hosted by Green Industry Pros, where we dive into the root of the trends, business strategies, products, and personalities in the green and snow industries. The Snow and Ice Management Association's 2020 Snow and Ice Symposium will now be a virtual event held August 26th through the 28th. Originally scheduled for dates in mid-June, the event was rescheduled due to ongoing health concerns related to COVID-19. And some, the symposium is considered the signature event for SIMA and includes numerous educational opportunities, as well as a trade show that offers the latest innovations in snow and ice removal equipment. In this special snow-covered edition of the Grassroots Podcast, Snow Pro editor Ryan Wisner talks with SIMA Executive Director Martin Torado about the challenges of organizing a virtual trade show and the overall plans for this year's symposium. Let's drop in on them now. So, Martin, you are the executive director of the Snow and Ice Management Association, and uh, we want to talk a little bit uh, today about the Snow and Ice Symposium that was originally scheduled for uh, late June, if I recall correctly. Yes, correct. And so, could you tell me first a little bit about what the symposium, uh, uh, what the purpose of the symposium is, and a little bit of the history of the symposium? Yeah, um, it's it's in its twenty third year annual year now, and the idea is it brings together uh, the professional snow and ice management uh, contractor, uh, the private contractor doing snow and ice, and then the suppliers and manufacturers that provide services uh, or products for for contractors. And yeah, the idea was you know uh, twenty three years ago it started as a, a in a ballroom with. Uh, uh, maybe at most about 50 attendees, and it kind of grew from there. That was kind of the founding of the Association of SIMA. And, um, you know, it's now grown to 2,000 attendees um, from uh, U.S. and Canada. And we actually get a, a handful of attendees from overseas, different countries, typically uh, uh, Europe. And, um, you know, it's really kind of the four days of, of education, you know, networking, building business relationships, and then also the, the buying and selling process that happens on a trade show floor. And, um, yeah, unfortunately, kind of what happened was, you know, with, with the impact of COVID-19 was we, we've always held the symposium in the second half of June. That's our typical time. And, yeah, you know, at the time, and this was more of like uh, early April, we wanted to kind of, we were kind of assessing the impact and we had an opportunity with the Hartford uh, Convention Center to move the symposium to a, a later date. And so we moved it to, to the end of August. And um, unfortunately, as we kind of we've seen is um, COVID-19 is, it's not just immediately going away. It's, it, it does seem to be um, decreasing in most areas of the United States, but it's, it, but it's still there. And it still definitely proposes a problem for um, large meetings and events and any kind of um, groups of people that are kind of getting together and in close proximity. And um, you, know, you can see this, obviously, the, the major impact on the meetings, conventions, conferences, market has is, is been huge uh, hospitality and you know we've been impacted by that as well too and uh, have now uh, decided to move the symposium uh, virtually okay okay so and uh prior to doing that was uh there is also the uh it's is it referred to as a summer pop-up event that you have here in june as well was that was that established prior to shifting the symposium 
Yeah, we um, uh, well, after we shifted the symposium to August, we wanted to do something over generally the same dates in June that we originally had the symposium. So it was kind of meant to be kind of a, a virtual education, but 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 more brief, just a few educational sessions, some online networking, um, uh, stuff like that, and then that would kind of be a warm up to actually having the the in person symposium at the end of August. Um, but unfortunately, now is we still want to have. We're going to have both. We're going the uh, the summer pop up is going to give attendees a chance to see what a virtual conference um, uh, kind of feels like, what education they get out of it. It's it's um it, it'll be fun, but it's it's briefer. It's and it's also free. So anyone that's interested in attending uh, attending it, you can go to Sima.org. You can register for free and get a taste of it. And then the um, the symposium, the virtual symposium, in the at the end of August is going to be much have much more. Uh, educational, both live sessions plus pre-recorded sessions. Okay. And so for the uh, for the live uh, symposium, then, uh, like you said, there's going to be some some of it's uh, pre-recorded. So, so, so for some of those sessions for the attendees, are they going to be able to have access to those like after the symposium? I mean, is that something they'll be able to go back to and and watch if they aren't able to get to certain sessions? Yeah, that's exactly it. So we're going to pre-record a number of different sessions that were planned for being in person. And we have them separated by different tracks and the tracks are depending on what the person's role is at the company. So if you're in a you know, sales and marketing role, there's going to be uh, several sessions pre-recorded on on sales and sales management and customer relationship. There's going to be um, another track on on operations and equipment and, and how to maximize efficiencies. Those are going to be a couple others as well too. Um, another one for owners. And, um, and what you can do is there's going to be the live sessions and the virtual concept of it. So there are going to be live speakers and there's going to be kind of our, our popular snack and chats where you can actually move from table to table in the software platform that we have to, okay. to, um, meet and discuss, and discuss certain topics with other attendees. But yeah, the, but kind of going back to the tracks and the pre-recorded sessions is, yeah, once you, you get the live and then you get those and you'll have those for whenever you want to, to view and listen to those for over the next year at your convenience. Um, and that gets uh, you know, sent to you electronically. So yeah, you have it, it's, then you're not just confined to, you have to be there for the, the three days of the symposium, um, some of those recorded ones you can again, listen to at, at your convenience. Sure. Okay. And how is that going to work in terms of, I mean, obviously, uh, initially it was set in June and then you shifted it to the August dates and now it's going virtual. So will uh, those that already had signed up, you know, for the original June one, uh, how are you, they still will be signed up under the virtual system i mean is is the the cost changing or i mean i would imagine there's some of a structure change there yeah yeah so if they were attendees were already registered and paid for they automatically get registered for the virtual symposium if for some reason they can't make it we are offering a refund there's going to be a um uh, both in, in since it's more robust in the summer pop-up there's going to be um an individual registration and then there's be a company one and you pay a little bit more. You get up to five people from your company to participate. And then they also get access to you know, the live sessions and then one of the tracks that they can choose from. Um, but that's generally kind of how it'll work is uh, we are going to transfer uh, 
registrants to the to the virtual content. But we'll we'll, we'll be flexible with people that just can't you know, can't make it. We do we do know it's a there's pros and cons to virtual training. You kind of know this. It's like you actually save um, a lot of money by actually not in person. I mean, actually, the the biggest cost of attending in person conferences is actually the travel. It's with the, it's the air and the hotel and going out to eat those kind of things, not the actual registration for the conference. Um, so you have all those savings that you that you don't have. Um, you know, again, the condo virtual is you know people have different learning preferences. Some people really kind of only learn in person. Some people do like a, a mix of both and. And some people, I think, will actually really like the virtual. We have, you know, we've, we've heard for years that a lot of people that just, whether it's summer vacations or really busy time and landscaping, we know summertime is always the, the busiest for, for anything in the, the green and landscaping side, but they're just too busy to, to take three to four days out of their work week to come to a conference. As here as they can attend it virtually, you're still at your, at your, your desk or your office and um, can do the, the work for your company and your business um, while getting a continuing education. So it kind of depends on who is So I think it's going to be appealing to people that, that may not have you know, in the past always been able to, uh, to attend because of you know, just some of those uh, time restrictions. The other thing you know this too is like what's actually the biggest expense is time. Um, people's time and, you know, time and energy put in this. And you can be more efficient on a virtual conference. Absolutely. For sure. So one of the pieces you uh, also mentioned about the symposium, uh, certainly is, uh, a significant portion of it is the trade show. So the buy and sell aspect of that. So um, what's that going to look like on a virtual perspective? I mean, that's got to be a, a challenge uh, in talking to the manufacturers going, well, here, here's where we're at. What, how can we work together on this to make this work? Yeah, yeah, and it, that's one thing that is going to look different. Me trade shows. Um, there's a number of them moving virtually um, uh, because of COVID nineteen and the restrictions on meetings. And it's it is it's a, that's the one thing that is a completely different experience. And in snow and ice, there's no doubt people like to go. They like to see the trucks and the plows. And even when it comes to technology, you know, booths that have the technology software, they can do some demos of hey, this is what the technology and the software looks like. You kind of you're going to be getting away from that, but um, what we're setting up is is again these um, uh, our our exhibitors are going to have what looks like uh, on the software platform a, a table or an area like you do for an exhibit booth, and attendees can come in and out of of those areas, and and they can they can move from kind of booth to booth at their convenience. And what they'll be able to do is it kind of like you know what you and I have is there's a a live video and audio chat. So there'd be exhibitors who are live via video. They can also chat directly or with their group who's ever in the exhibit booth on the side. Um, so they can then do things like exchange documents, exchange information, um, electronic business cards. And the exhibitors also have a, um, a whiteboard platform where they will be able to pre-populate things like um, videos that they have or their website where they can immediately show people who are in their virtual exhibit booth um, some videos of the products that they have. And that's kind of what, you know, essentially what a virtual trade show looks like. And there's kind of a lot of different um, examples out there. So it's kind of a little bit all across the board and everyone is in a bit of a a trial and error on this and, and so are we so we're going to kind of make the best out of it but we certainly want to you know the whole idea of a trade show too is we want to put together 
manufacturers, suppliers with, with purchasers. That's the idea. You're creating a marketplace and whether, you know, so because of the, um, the health and safety environment that can't be done in person this year. So we're going to try to do it electronically versus um, where these exhibitors will kind of have a, they'll have a virtual booth. Okay. And you mentioned that there will be a chat, a chat portion of it. Um, and so will they be able to, will, will that be where they're able to, uh, where it's just kind of a group thing where there can be multiple people kind of chatting with somebody at the, that exhibit booth, but then when it is that purchaser and they want it kind of more of a one-on-one, -on -one, they'll, they'll maybe be able to engage in a private chat. So it's more individual. Will there be yeah, kind of yeah it has both of that. Yeah. So the exhibit booth, it's interesting. It has a maximum of six people per booth and you can chat with everyone who's in your virtual booth um, up to the six. And then if you want to uh, then chat one-to-one, -one, you can just do indiv direct individual connect. And then you, like you and I can just chat one-to-one -one that no one else can kind of see like, Hey, here's my phone number or my email you know, right. contact me afterwards. And it's, yeah. So that's, yeah, that's exactly. And kind of, you see this in exhibit booths. So like, and it sounds like six, like, well, that seems restricted, but when you go to an exhibit booth and, you, and someone starts talking to the, to the, the person at the booth, well, it's usually like, Oh, you know what? I'm since he's busy now, I'm going to go check out something else. I'm going to come back right. and people will be able to see this in the, in the software platform. They'll see other booths and they can just click. It's, you know, call a chair, be able to pick a chair from a different booth, check that one out. And then they can see when other booths become available um, or there's space available, then they can just, all you do is kind of click, click the chair in these, in this booth and you go to that next one and then you get, get back to kind of the six person conversation. Um, there certainly has that one-on-one -on -one as well too. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Cause that's obviously a key portion of that, uh, uh, that purchaser option is to be able to have that one-on-one -on -one aspect of it. Whereas for the six people, at least that gives them the opportunity. Well, here's what we've got in general. Are you interested? Well, yeah. So then I want to talk one-on-one. -on -one. So. Yeah, correct. Yeah, we just did a, um, a demo of it too with a number of exhibitors just yesterday. And just kind of giving the exhibitors here is what's getting them kind of comfortable. So between now and the, and the August dates, we want to get them comfortable with the platform. So they're kind of established and set up kind of like they would be at a normal booth. And that way when, you know, people kind of come into the booth and say, Hey, how do I connect with you? It's like, Oh, here, I'll just send you a chat. Or if you want to have a conversation, but they'll be able to see each other too. There's a video component, like, you know, like other uh, video you know, platforms, whether it's go to or zoom or whatnot, or they'll be able to, see each other's face and kind of where they are. And um, we're hoping some exhibitors too, you can even be pretty creative about it. I mean, you could, you could set up your virtual booth in uh, with a, with a piece of equipment in the background or, you know, showing kind of your software or something. So there's some, there's some possibilities on there where you're kind of making the best out of, um, um, of not being able to actually have that personal interaction at a trade show. Right. I mean, based on, depending on what, the, I mean, if they have the uh, video component, like just on their uh, phone app or something, they could, uh, in theory, they could even do a walk around of, of a piece of equipment via, uh, via video and, and whatnot. So. Yeah, we're kind of working on that too. Exactly. Like whether it's like, and then you can kind of connect to either like just your own 
video on your phone, like through a call or if it's like a Facebook Live or something, you kind of connect that way. You would then have to go back into this into the into the uh, software platform. But we're kind of working on that as well too. But yeah, I think there are some ways. I think to you know, exhibitors can get creative on it. You can do some unique things. That's great. So, so uh, having having worked with some of the exhibitors on that, then I mean, have uh, have they been pretty responsive to uh, to this process and and uh, shifting it to virtual and 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 are optimistic that it's going to uh, work in a good way? Yeah, I mean, they're open minded to it. I think they see the realities of kind of what's happening just in again the meetings, conventions, trade shows, and then you know the travel. Um, side of it, they're just all the restrictions that are there. So they're definitely open-minded to it. And that's why we're doing these demos with um, the exhibitors is to get them comfortable with the software and how to best use it. But so, uh, so far they've been pretty open-minded with it and, and just kind of see what's, what's there and how they can best utilize it. Um, so we're, you know, we're, we're in conversations now with, with those exhibitors and, um, you know, hope to have a, you know, again, an, an engaging virtual trade show when we do have it. Um, you know, in August, is the is the hope to uh, that it will be similarly sized as as it would have been had it been a live show? Yeah, we, um, there are, it will be a bit smaller. Um, we, we originally had uh, was close to 150 exhibitors. We're you know we're realistic. We don't think that all 150 are going to come back and do it virtually, but we certainly think that um, at least half will if not more. Um, so somewhere in between that and the, you know, just, you know, there's some companies that, um, uh, you know, it's been tough. COVID-19 has kind of had a, a massive impact on you know, the economics of, of, of running a business. And there's been some, you know, companies have had cutbacks and um, looking at ways to save, you know, save money. So um, we're hoping it's going to, we, we do think it's going to be a good size, um, uh, virtual trade show, we, you know, we're realistic. It's not going to be as big as uh, the 150 that we initially anticipated, but we're, we're getting again some of the, you know, the, the core suppliers and manufacturers have given us good feedback. They want to participate, engage in some manner or another. Again, they they want to have some connection with their with a, a buyer, whether it's it's a return repeat customer or if it's a new customer. Um, and and right now you, you kind of see like you, you know there's just there's just so many travel restrictions a, a salesperson in, in most cases can't even go into a, a corporate office in person there's a lot of restrictions on who on visitors being able to come in and out of of companies so this is kind of one of the, one of the best ways is going to be some type of a virtual um and this you know, virtual trade show that does have more of this person-to-person -person connection than just hey i'm gonna send someone an email that that um, you know can can be less personalized. So before you were talking about uh, how your how the exhibitors uh, have responded to uh, the new virtual setup. So what have you heard so far from your members in and uh, those that have registered to attend the event? I mean, have are they uh, grasping on to the virtual concept of the symposium? Well, we hope so. I mean, it is definitely a different experience virtually versus in person. Um, the summer pop up you know, the shorter educational program virtually in June has actually had really good attendance. Um, we had uh, over 50 people register for that kind of um, within the first couple of days of announcing that. And granted, that's that's free and complimentary, but it, it is shorter as well too. Um, but we we do think that um, we're expecting a good 
you know, audience for the actual virtual symposium in August because, um, you know, essentially I think, pro, you know, professional companies are still going to be looking for ways to, to train uh, both themselves and their employees and their company on how to perform snow and ice services better. And um, whether that training is done uh, in person or virtually, they still get the value of the educational experience and the relationships that you can make even online in that regard. Um, now, in some ways, actually, uh, well, well, really directly, virtually is less expensive. One of the big costs of attending conferences is it's the travel. It's whether you're flying or driving, your time, you know, hotel, um, you know, food and beverage for dinners and lunches that you spend to the, the actual cost for registration is much less uh, as a total part of that. And so this really eliminates all that, all those travel expenses. So you're really just purely paying for the educational side. Um, but, you know, time will tell. Um, I, I certainly think that virtual um, events and conferences and our virtual symposium are, are going to appeal to a certain audience. Uh, they're going to appeal to people that like to learn in an online format. They're going to appeal to people that are a little more technology savvy. And then even having that, so again, some of those recorded tracks that they can uh, be committed to, to, you know, to listening to and learning from um, at their convenience even after the symposium. That's it's really going to kind of appeal to those people. And in some ways, we're, we're hopeful that um, it'll appeal to people that just couldn't attend a, a conference for a variety of reasons, whether it's, it's summertime, whether they, were, they had a vacation plan or they're just very busy in their landscaping or, or business or their personal matters. Um, that's uh, here's a chance you can do from your own, you know, your own office. Um, and it's not going to be, you know, taking out three to four days where you're completely out um, of your office or your home and, uh, and do it virtually in a, in a more time efficient manner. But we, we hope, you know, we're hopeful and time will kind of tell us see what we get for an audience. Sure. Okay. Sounds good. And just looking ahead, I mean, you, uh, we, we've talked a little bit about uh, how uh, really, at least for this year, this kind of looks to be the way of, of trade shows and other types of events where they're going to go virtual. As you look ahead to 2021, um, is the is the hope certainly that uh, I, I think that one was is scheduled for Cleveland if I recall correctly um, that that one would be in, in person but would you kind of at least slow in part put in place the concept of well if we have to do it this way we'd go virtual again if needed yeah I mean as you can tell the the news and health and safety on COVID-19 is like changing certainly weekly almost every day so it's not like it does seem like a lot of stuff this year in 2020 is either going to be um, you know postponed or moved to virtual or some in some areas they are just canceled but that doesn't mean January 1 you just open up all the doors again and just all of a sudden the floodgates are open let's just have a whole bunch of huge meetings it's going to take some time it's either you kind of see it's either a couple of things it's either like a vaccine that's widely adopted or um, we're just going to have to, it's one of these viruses that we just learned to live with. We just learned to live with the safety precautions that come with having um, uh, a virus that's out there, you know, much like other viruses. And, you know, yeah, kind of time will tell. We are looking at them. We're certainly very hopeful. We, we want to have the in-person. I think after this year, 2020, people are going to crave an in-person experience and actually able to see people face-to-face versus yeah, versus videos. Um, yeah. So we're certainly hopeful that by June of 2021 that this will have dissipated. Um, but certainly what I think is it's it's forced, you know, groups, whether they're associations or companies that have relied on 
you know, in-person conferences and training, you know, they're, we're adjusting our business models. It's forcing us to, and it's probably is going to be forcing to everyone that has a business model of in-person conferences and events to take a look at also serving your audience via uh, virtual or digital platforms. Um, and I think that's going to, you know, that, that's always kind of been out there and it already has been, but I think now it's, or, or it's growing and, and as you can kind of tell people at you know one time they were like oh go to meeting or zoom uh, i don't know but now it's almost like the norm now it's like oh yeah yeah you know let's set, let's set up a zoom meeting okay good cool really easy i know how to do that i've been doing that now for three months <laughs> right, so, right. so it's it is something that you're just going to see that people have, have almost been also again forced to adopt to the technology whether they kind of like it or not and, um so you know so we'll see uh i'm we're you know, we're given the green light on, you know, health and safety to have large conferences and trade shows events. And obviously we think that's, that's so highly valuable for, for people in this profession. Yeah, that's, that, that definitely makes sense. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's definitely needed, but it's, you still uh, have to kind of tread lightly in, in these times, I guess. So uh, to, to, uh, to round things out here, is there uh, anything else you want to comment on just leading into uh, encouraging people to go ahead and sign up for this year's symposium that's going to be virtual and, uh, and uh, where, can, where can they go to get some information on that? Yeah, so it's August 26th to 28th. Um, go to SIMA.org, S-I-M-A.org, and the information on the virtual symposium will all be there. And, um, and yeah, you know, we're here committed to making the, the professional snow and ice company perform better, to manage risk better, to make sure that in winter weather, when, when businesses and and communities can be shut down that we're opening our, you know, our members are opening those communities and those businesses so that they can continue to work and, and do it in a safe manner. Um, and those are important risk management tools and it's, it's an essential service and it needs to be performed at, you know, at a, at a good level um, in order to manage the, the inherent risks that winter weather uh, has. So that's, that's really kind of the value of, of, you know, consistently getting education um, is it just kind of you know, t- to be better, um, whether you know safety or even for your company and be more profitable? Okay. Well, thanks a lot, Martin, for uh, joining me today on uh, the Grassroots Podcast, and uh, look forward to seeing you at SIMA. Yeah, sounds good. Thanks for the time. Appreciate it. Well, that's it for today. Thanks to Martin Torado for taking the time to talk with us today. We look forward to virtually seeing you all at this year's Snow and Ice Symposium. Tune in every Thursday for another Fresh Cut episode of the Grassroots Podcast by Green Industry Pros, and make sure to subscribe and share. Until next time.